0: All right, we are back on Zoom on a podcast, uh, Mitchell Forty and Gabe DiArmond, and uh, it was like we were busy today. I haven't been busy in a long time.
1: Yeah, I know this is, the, this is the most work I've done in a day in months, literally, like that's not a joke.
0: Oh, this is the most work I've done in a week. I think in months. Um, so I always laugh, like they make this big production on ESPN out of like the NFL schedule release. And, you know, they do this hour long show and they talk about it forever. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. It's just a schedule. Well, we're doing a podcast about not even a schedule, just like a schedule format. That's how starved we are for something to happen.
1: Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, the, the, still no one had known you know with the nfl schedule you know what it's going to be you can figure out what teams your 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 team is playing uh this time we kind of we really didn't know because uh the the big 10 and pac 12 had gone to conference only then the acc had tried to do the plus one and so we didn't really know what the sec was going to do but now we do
0: yeah it's it's funny like three months ago I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was Greg Sankey, but I'm not sure. But somebody basically said, whatever happens, the Power Five, we're all going to work together. We're all going to do the same thing. Yeah. Now they are all doing completely different things. Every single Power Five conference is starting on a different weekend.
1: Well, that was very predictable. I mean, that's how it always has been. There's no one in charge and that's what everyone's been saying this whole time is to, you know, one of the things that college football has going against it is is there's no one in charge. And actually I I will say I was going to bring this up later, but I'm fascinated to see what the big 12 does because they had been the ones like pushing up their schedules into August and, you know, doing these non-con games. I'm willing to bet they reverse course on that a little bit, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I know Oklahoma did it so they could have a couple weeks off before the second game and then a couple more. I mean, I don't know. I guess it makes as much sense as anything. But I think the SEC, I think pretty clearly the reason that they backed up is is so two things can happen. Number one, so they can get kids on campus. And, look, if if 20,000 kids come back to Columbia and all of a sudden two weeks in you've got like 3,000 positive tests, like they're not going to play football. I, I Even if none of them have died, even if none of them have symptoms, if you have numbers like that, the optics of playing football aren't good. So they've got to bring these kids back and show that they can at least keep it contained enough to keep campus open. And then right. the second thing is it lets the NFL start. And, and I, think, mm-hmm. I think that's big. The NFL, I mean, if you get through week one and all of a sudden three teams have you know, nine positive tests, then I think college football is going to look and say, I'm not sure we can play football. But if the NFL can pull off the first couple of weeks, then I think all of a sudden the SEC is going, okay, we're good.
1: Yeah. Well, I look at it as, you know, when all these athletic departments were bringing people back in June, you would have all these people saying, you know, we had seven people test positive. We had three people test positive. We had five people test positive. And a lot of those since have had very few positive tests, but it's just, you know, this is the first time a lot of these people are getting tested and they travel to get there. So the numbers will look high when students first return to campus and it gives the schools a chance to, to, you know, quarantine those people and figure out who's maybe, you know, tested positive from a long time ago and hopefully get it to a manageable level where, you know, it looks okay to play and you're not canceling classes.
0: Yeah. And and we don't want to turn this into, are they going to play or are they not going to play? Because like we've beat our head into the wall every day talking about that. And like today's news is if they play, Hey, this is what they've decided to do. And I saw, I saw a pretty interesting theory. I, I don't know who it was. Somebody tweeted it, but that when the, ACC came out with this plus one model that it was almost a way to force the SEC to make the decision if they didn't want to play those games, you know, and and so the ACC almost kind of kicked the ball over to to the SEC and said, hey, we want to do it. If you guys don't do it, like, we don't think it's going to happen, but if it doesn't happen, it's going to be your fault.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely accurate. And I think that's, that's why the SEC probably decided today instead of next week, because we had heard, you know, earlier in the week that it was probably going to be next week. Um, but yeah, no, I think the ACC basically said, wanted to be like, look, we're not, not the bad guys when these rivalry games inevitably don't happen. And also, you know, it is probably also... Worth noting that a lot of ACC teams, ACC teams benefit more from that, probably if you're talking, you know, college football playoff strength of schedule standpoint than, than SEC teams and exposure too. I mean, you know, and like team playing in SEC schedules playing plenty of big time games,
0: right? Strength of schedule and all that, like none of that matters this year. I mean, right. I, I yeah, can't really true. see a scenario where we're sitting around on December 22nd trying to figure out who's in a playoff because. Yeah well they played in the ACC coastal versus you know the Big 10 yeah. legends or whatever um yeah. i but i i know how unrealistic this is i know it's not going to happen i wish this just is is how it was going to be now like i wish this yeah. change was permanent
1: yeah, I agree. I actually, I, I wish the, the way that the ACC is doing it this year is how everyone was going to do it. Like I, like, I think the SEC move is smart, as we've mentioned, to, to push it back and give them some flexibility and also better. Uh, you know, I, I would choose 10 SEC games over 12, you know, regular, a regular schedule every time. But I love the, the idea of trying to do, like, 10 conference games, no divisions, one yeah. rivalry game outside of your conference, and then one, you know, whatever, fluff yeah. game. Like I think that's it's not going to happen, but that would be that would be my dream schedule.
0: Yeah, I'd like the ten and two. And I I was texting with somebody yesterday, and I said, "So is this going to include divisions?" And he said, "I think so." And actually, the reasoning was, I think coaches will want it so they can get bonuses for winning divisions. You know, (laughs) but I'm with you. I wish there were no divisions. I wish it was just kind of lined up, and then you could do something where almost like the NFL where oh, you finished 13th last year. Well, you get the 13th place schedule. So, like, you're mm-hmm. going to avoid the top four teams in the league next year. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know it's never going to happen, but, like, somebody should put us in charge of this stuff.
1: Because it would be Clearly, better. Yeah. <laughs> it would be better for some people. I, I think probably people would make less money, which is why it doesn't happen.
0: But. Well, and it would probably be worse for Louisiana and Central Arkansas and Eastern Michigan because yeah. nobody would ever see them play.
1: Yeah, and there'd be a lot of teams like Vanderbilt and really even Missouri at times that would just go a long time without going to a bowl game, and people would get sad.
0: <laughs> That's true. Well, and and I wrote that a little bit. I think that this season is going to be interesting to find out because I have always said I just want entertaining games. Like I would rather have five and five in ten SEC games than eight and two playing. You know, whatever. Six SEC games and the little sisters of the poor and their cousins, Um, yeah. But for years and years on our site, people have said, "Well, the non-conference schedule is terrible. There's never any good games. That's why I don't go. That's why attendance is bad. The home schedule sucks." Well, and now you got ten SEC games. So the Mm trade-off is, you might be going from seven and three to four and six or something like that. So. I think we'll find out how many people really feel like they really like the better games or maybe that was just kind of something they said and they'd rather win more.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think there's quite a few people who will fall into the camp of, of would rather just see some wins, but I don't know. it's also hard to tell. It will be hard to base it off this year because we won't be able to tell if you know that's actually driving more people to the gate. As Jim Sterk said today, if they can have fans, it will be something like 20% capacity. So. I, I was surprised because they've been pretty open about, hey, we're not making
0: any decisions till we have to. When he said 20%, that kind of caught me off guard
1: yeah i'd agree I, I was expecting him to give some you know answer like oh we're still weighing our options maybe looking at the 50 percent model where we could work down from there but uh, yep. yeah that i mean well it, but also it's i mean i'm glad he said that because uh, you know we've heard privately like that no one's actually gonna be able to put 50 percent capacity in right. stands i'd be very surprised so
0: yeah it's gonna be i, I don't know it's gonna be really weird uh, so we we were talking a little bit i mean. So they're going to keep the division. So we know six games. We know they're playing Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I've got to assume they're still going to play at Mississippi State, right? You don't get rid of the games that are already on the schedule.
1: It wouldn't make sense. Yeah, just make things more complicated.
0: Right, because that one, I mean, it has been – I don't know, I think it was 2000 – well, I know it was 2015 when Missouri played Mississippi State because – They
1: broke the touchdown drought.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was the year where – once Dak Prescott scored one touchdown, you were like, Well, it's over because Missouri's not allowed to cross the end line. That that never happens. Yeah. It was that the was worst the offense in the history of
1: creation. Also just a gross game. I remember I was there as a student, it was pouring rain.
0: Yeah, it was terrible weather. It was Thursday night game. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and I re- then I remember thinking a couple of years later, like, mm, I guess Dak Prescott's good. I didn't really realize yeah. he was that good. Um uh, yeah. but uh you know, so so Mississippi State's on the schedule, so we're basically looking at two games. Yeah. Um, it seems to me like Texas A M's probably going to be one. It makes some geographic sense. Missouri hasn't played them since 2014. I that would make sense to me.
1: Yeah. And Here's my, I'll, I'll What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up.
0: Okay. So, so it also makes sense from a, like if you're talking about strength of schedule with, which Ross Dellinger tweeted out, I mean, A&M is expect, I'm going to try to stay the, say this with this straight face. They're expected to be very good this year. <laughs> They're always expected to be very good. And sometimes they actually are even kind of pretty good, but so it, by any metric, that one kind of makes sense to me. And then the other one, I, we don't even know what the parameters of how they're going to decide is.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So you just get it. to pick it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going, going into this absolutely admitting that it clearly depends how, like we don't know how they decide for basing our, you know, guesses off of a speculative tweet, but I've decided, I've already gone and decided that it's going to be LSU and Auburn. And yeah. the reason it makes sense for me is one from a strength of schedule standpoint, Arkansas was the worst team in the West, and Mississippi State was the third worst team. So the fourth place, uh, sorry, the fifth place team in the West. So it would make sense that you'd play one, three, five, and seven. One last year was LSU. Three was Auburn. Two, Mizzou has never gone to Auburn. They could do that. And LSU has never been to Columbia. They could do that. Now there's no yep. way like it's it's that obviously probably won't really be consideration when they're just trying to make all this work, but there we go. That's my, that's my pick.
0: I, well, it would also lead to, if Missouri could somehow beat Auburn, then effectively Eli Drinkwitz would finally give Auburn fans their wish and Gus Malzahn would get yeah. fired for losing that game.
1: Um, yeah, that would be funny. Although I, yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, a drink with Malzahn matchup would actually be great for us. Leading writing about it the week before—that would be one. I didn't even yes. think about that.
0: It would be good, to, except the part where you would have to quote Gus on because yeah. I—that's I covered the 2013 Just SEC title game, and he and Pinkle yeah. like I went to sleep multiple times in single press conferences.
1: Just call up all the Alma, Arkansas homeboys who I talked to for that story. <laughs> They'd love to talk about Gus and Eli. <laughs>
0: Gus and he, it sounds like a show that's like on the old Nashville network or something. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, yeah, how weird is it though that Missouri has been in this league, we're entering the what ninth football season. And we're talking about teams that have never been here. And that's the other thing I like I know, about this. Yeah. Like <laughs> I hate get rid of the divisions, but also just quit being married to this, Missouri needs to play Arkansas every year and we need to invent this fake rivalry to see which team can get to six and six and go to the, you know, uh, the GoDaddy bowl yeah. or whatever. I yeah. it, just change it up. Yeah. Give me different teams.
1: Right. I am see. I I'm okay with the annual rivalry thing. It doesn't really make sense for Missouri, but you know, I think there are rivals within the division that should play every year. Namely, you know, I mean, auburn and alabama leaps to mind right um, but they're Kentucky in the same tennessee division you don't like each other right but i'm saying get rid of the divisions and just keep the the annual rivalry and oh, yeah. rotate everything else outside of that annual rivalry game okay but and then fans would like that because they get to play arkansas every year
0: well but then you get into tennessee throws a fit they don't get to lose to alabama and georgia and auburn is a big deal i guess
1: uh so i don't know i
0: I haven't covered
1: they'd still probably end up playing like every three years. Like it's not bad. Yeah, that's not good
0: enough for them. I haven't covered the SEC long enough to be allowed to have an opinion on this I've discovered. So that's true. (laughs) Um, there was something else that I felt like we should talk about related to this. I don 't really know what it was, so i don 't know <laughs> i, I, um, yeah. I, I 've been overloaded with work today, so i 'm not used to yeah, that it It
1: has been wild it's also I, I will say like i know that I know that everyone thinks that you and I are rooting against a football season i 'm more I'm really excited not. today thinking about the idea of football happening than i 've been in like years. Just because it's It's, like, man, like this is really going to maybe happen. You know, you start to envision these potential matchups, some of these things that'd be fun to cover. It's live sports. I'd get out of the house. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm so excited. I hope it happens.
0: I actually had things to do today. It was good. Um, You know, like you, you think a lot of times like, man, I'd like to not work. I'd like to be retired. Oh, I'd (laughs) be terrible at being retired. Like I don't have enough to do right now.
1: I think the only way I could like successfully be retired is if I was rich enough to like have a yacht and like a golf yes. course I could play every day.
0: <laughs> and I mean, we do have a ton of loyal subscribers, but no boats in the Power Mizzou family yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, not yet. The uh, Here's the other thing Stirk said that I was surprised by, and I'm not sure it's going to happen. Do you really think they're starting fall camp next Friday?
1: I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I So yeah, I was a little surprised by that. But at the same time, I guess like, you know, I mean, they're here really the harm. They're already there. They're already practicing. It's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, they, they can spend a little bit more time with them in camp. But I don't think it's any more risky. I mean, if anything, you're isolating the kids more, you know, because the more time they're spending in the facility or whatever. Um, And also, you know they didn't get spring practices, so it's pretty justifiable. Right. And for, from from Missouri standpoint, that'd be good. I I would guess. I mean, I don't really know how useful and, all these camps and practices are, but you know, new coach, new quarterback, new offense. You would think all the time they have to practice the better.
0: And I would think it would allow you to, you know, maybe you don't practice six days a week for mm-hmm. six weeks. Maybe you practice four days a week, and you get a mm-hmm. recovery day. You're still getting some lifting and conditioning in there. So you know, if you're starting practice on August 7th, you don't play till September 26th, that's 50 days. So over 50 days, maybe you practice like 24 times, you know, that's yeah. still 10 more, that's making up what you missed in spring. It's doing all the fall mm-hmm. camp. It kind of makes you whole again, but you also never have back-to-back days um, where you're out on the football field. So maybe it
1: makes sense. You know that decision, though, to, to limit it like that will have to come from someone higher because no, all coaches oh. are just going to be like, oh, we got extra days. We're practicing every day. I We're mean, doing every minute
0: Drinkwitz right now is calling Sterk. He's like, we didn't get spring football. I want three-a-days. Like, yeah. I, like, I got to get this offense installed. I don't even know my quarterback's names. Like, yeah. we, we got to do something. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think it, when they said they moved the – SEC title game back to December 19th and there's a couple weeks in there that could you know maybe be used if you have to skip a game or whatever I, that kind of indicates to me what we've all probably known like a lot of these minor bowl games and stuff aren't happening
1: right maybe yeah, all of them I mean there's I don't know it, it, it obviously that's a long way away it's a long way off who knows what it's going to look like by then but yeah i mean i don't know i just don't see any i don't see any reason and i think if they're being honest most coaches and programs at that point as much as they like to talk about it will say like there's no reason to like we we did it we made it this far we'll take the extra practice (laughs) time or something like but like we don't there's no reason to travel all these kids to you know memphis or birmingham or whatever and parade them around for a week and do all that yeah we don't need
0: to go to the camellia bowl against you know I, whoever plays in that if the, i don't even know if that's a thing
1: yeah so i i would i would have to imagine the goal realistically the goal right now is to just have the new year six if you can get through a season crown a conference champion in each of the power five and have the new year six bulls that's a huge success
0: and i mean there's going to be they'll have something that determines a champion now whether yeah. it means anything or assuming they play the season they're going to go through some deal and put it on T V and and crown an actual winner. Now, you might also have twenty seven teams out there being UCF this year, be like, Why we can't be the national champs. I mean, you know, we we had a good year. Um, but
1: I've decided. Uh, here you say they have to do something to crown a champ. What if football season it doesn't work out? They decide you know they can't have you know two hundred and twenty kids at it on, on the sidelines right. between each team for every game. So just do the Dr Pepper toss to decide like into the little Dr Pepper can. <laughs> I, thought, each team.
0: I thought maybe they would just default to like average recruiting ranking over the last four years and let rivals no, sponsor I think even the
1: championship. More is the Dr Pepper toss? <laughs>
0: that, that, that's solid. I like that. Um, so. I guess now we've just got a week to wait and make sure they start practice. Like, I, I, I don't know, sometime next week, maybe an actual schedule will come out. Did Jim yeah. Sterk seemed to think that was possible?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, so there's still a few, a few big unknowns at this point. Obviously, number one is who is Mizzou going to play on what dates? That is very, very important. Because we both agree,
0: like, the dates that are on the schedule – Some of them might be the same, but they're going to rip this whole thing up and start
1: over They're They're not going to work off what they have. Yeah. You pretty much have to, in order to align everyone's schedule. I mean, yeah. So um, and then, so that's obviously a big one. I'm curious to find out what happens with these, you know, buy game contracts Um, read a story in the advocate from Baton Rouge today that, that someone was quoted specifically talking about the, mizzou louisiana game and basically said like there's almost no way mizzou's gonna have to pay that money we'll see i I default to that person because i don't know much about contract law believe it or not um (laughs) (laughs) and then and then obviously you know the the huge question just from a are we going to play standpoint is what happens when twenty thousand kids come back to campus and can you keep having in-person classes uh you know jim sterk said today he anticipates they could still play football with not in-person classes i'm not as optimistic um, but so those are the big three unknowns in my mind.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, we did learn a lot. I thought from the uh, statement that the Louisiana athletic department
1: released today,
0: we are aware what the sec has chosen to do and we have no comment. Okay. I mean, it, it would be cool if you just didn't release that statement, you know, I mean, I'm happy to know you were aware, but, uh, but that happened. So, yeah, um, We'll we'll see what the schedule looks like. I think it's going to be if it can happen. I think it's going to be kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it would also lead to theoretically some some different postseason matchups if that happens. The the one thing it has nothing to do with the SEC, but now that the SEC's gone conference only, the the Big Twelve pretty much has to. I think. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. else – I think the non-con games are going to get dropped by the ACC. I don't I don't think they're really going to play them. So, you yeah. go to the Big 12. They'll go conference only. Now, they only have 10 teams in their conference. I've seen a lot of people say today that the Big 12 should pull BYU in, kind of like the ACC is with Notre Dame. Because BYU has lost six games off their schedule, including Missouri.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at with the, the Big 12 earlier. Not just – that they're starting in August when everyone else is starting in late September, mid September. But also I just, you know, those games that they're being scheduled are, are not only non comp games, but a lot of them are like FCS games or, or group, you know, low level group five games. Like I just think, I think at this point, and they canceled their media day today, I'm guessing. Three, three and a half hours after uh, they were,
0: after they rescheduled it, they canceled yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't, it's just, I think if, you know, when they're, Get when you're getting down to it it's like why are we bothering to pay these you know buy contracts and and play these extra games when no one else is and there's really no reason to and we're not going to get the money from putting fan you know a full stadium of fans in the stands uh yeah i, I would i would anticipate that they're gonna probably cancel some of those games and, and maybe push a schedule back a little more early season although i'd be cool if they they keep the like you know august 29th start dates and we just get yeah. longer time period with football
0: Right. It's like football. It's like opening week, six straight weeks. But uh, look, if I if I learn anything in about a decade of covering the Big 12, they have excellent leadership and will certainly make (laughs) the best possible decision for all the teams in that league. So it's, uh, you know, they will get Tom Herman on the phone and ask him what to do.
1: Yeah. Whoever the Texas AD is nowadays.
0: Yeah, so uh, so I guess we'll uh, we'll saddle up for Mizzou Auburn on September 26th on the Plains. That's what that's what we're thinking.
1: Sounds that sounds great to me. I, can I can, can I go? <laughs> <laughs> and by saddle up, I mean like we'll sit on our couch yeah, and watch it, and then right, get on a exactly. Zoom
0: call for the post game press conference. So yeah,
1: but yeah. No, I mean I don't know. It's it's something like like you said. It's it's not. This isn't necessarily it doesn't mean they're more likely to play but in my mind it's just it's exciting it's exciting to think about it's exciting to to be busy and do work so
0: right and it's news and there will be more news and and we'll get like a we at least can like design schedule magnets and stuff like that (laughs) so (laughs) hopefully sometime next week uh so yeah um i don't know i think this is the first time i've actually seen you in like not really seen you but in like two months so anyway good to see you. it's been a while
1: thanks for hanging yeah, out. We'll see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll cover camp next week. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I feel like, I feel like maximum one of us will be allowed to do that. I don't think so, they'll yeah. let us both go yeah i think the over-under is 0.5 people per outlet maybe maybe it'll be like a white house pool reporter like one day you (laughs) cover camp for everyone and then dave does it and then i do it just send the quotes i cover
1: camp for everyone i'm interviewing journey jones for sure
0: (laughs) excellent all right next week is uh sec schedule release and journey jones feature on power mizzou so all right mitch uh we'll talk man have a good one sounds good